You know, like when you're in Hawaii, I don't know if you've been to Hawaii, but like when you're in Hawaii, you're like on Hawaii Island time. Like it's a slow, like I need to, like we need to adapt a Spokane time where it's just like chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, I, I'm big on acceptance. Cheers to you, brother. Cheers. Caffeine. Caffeine. First sip of the day. Mm. I waited. I was like, I'm going to wait home with you. Um, um, Dan, what was I going to say? I don't know. I forgot. You were talking about, we were talking about Island time and talking about Spokane time and like chilling out and yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm forgetting. No, come up. Um, man, I, uh, it's been a month. We haven't seen each other in a month. Yeah. I know. We, we didn't do a, um, an expert episode last month just because the craziness has been opening up the studio. I just have had not much time to be able to record my like passion projects. Oh, and, dude. but now I'm in here and I'm, I'm feeling very like in the zone and I just feel very like everything's set up. I think the last time you were here was a bunch of boxes, <laughs> TVs are everywhere. I don't really know what was going on. And it was like, it wasn't the vibe was bad. It was just like, we're we were in construction mode, you know. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm, I feel I feel zen. I feel more zen now. Oh, I can see why. Like I walked in and I looked around and I was like, "Damn, this I, motherfucker lives here." <laughs> I still got a got a couple more things. I got to put this TV on that on that wall. That's mm-hmm. the big thing. But I don't know. I like actually kind of like it behind me too. I yeah. don't know. I mean, it's center. Yeah. You know? It's not like you got to put the camera at an angle. Exactly. Catch the wall, you know. I do like this, dude. If you guys are in here right now, you would feel very comfortable. It's warm. It's comforting. It feels like an apartment, to tell you the truth. Like it's really nice. Like I'm like, ah, yeah. I, <sighs> feels good to be like not moving anymore and not having to share a space with someone and like just being able to like be in my space. I never, I've never like I, I think I've talked about this a couple times on the podcast, but like to be in my own space is just feels so nice and so like i'm just this makes me happy because i can come in here and and work mm-hmm. and do my podcast and i don't gotta do a bunch of moving around packing right. up my my equipment i can i really i want to get I, I don't like cords <laughs> i need to learn how to organize cords better i'm not a big I'm, there's a lot of cables in my space and i don't and yeah, I wish there could be less cables. I mean, this <laughs> certainly beats like the early 2000s cable run, you know? Like I used to hear, at least I heard this, I think it was through Tom Green, Joe Rogan, and a couple of other folks in the early <clears throat> podcast days. They would have, it's almost like in your house, you'd have a whole room that was just full of computers mm. and stuff that you know it was like you have to dedicate this specific space just to barely get an episode out and it was just audio at that time yeah like the internet was so fresh mm-hmm. so like you know it, it's it's bananas to me that we go from full box-sized computers to now we have just a laptop yeah and i can dig in this all on a little sd card and yeah it's true a laptop and um yeah it's nice so tell me about the uh that process like mentally like okay so you were working with the previous company mm. um, for podcasting. You yeah. know, you're trying to network with them and you know get them to get some uh, local folks under under the podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's always weird when you're working under somebody, especially if you don't know them entirely, or yeah. like it feels like they're just always busy. So to to make the transition of like this is my show, mm. I run things my way. Yeah, how does that feel? Like is like. 
I, I just, because uh, I'll put it to you this way, like shout out to Auto Skin Detail. I work for Cody. He's my best friend. I love the guy to death. And yeah. I work with him and he's, it's his business. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable. We could just be real with each other. And I love that. So, you know, for you to be, you know, in layman's term, the head honcho yeah. of what you got going on. Yeah. How does that feel? Like, what's the transition? Like? Oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> I was talking, at my last job, um, there wasn't, there was stress because you were just, like, it was always like the guy that I worked with was like, move the needle, like texting me on Saturdays at like eight o'clock in the morning. What are you doing today to get like, move the needle? And like, or like we would, I don't know. It was, it was a constant state of like, what are you doing to like move your, move, move my company forward. Mm-hmm. And, and then my jobs before that, like, any pressure that I had was a lot on was just myself putting pressure on myself. Cause I was like, but I'm working for someone. I'm like helping someone else, you know, make money for their business. Um, I'm just getting that, getting a paycheck. I did have, you know, my, the marketing job I had, I was very like, I, I, there was ownership there and that I wanted to do good work, but it was not my, it was not, you know, my, 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 my job, my work, mm-hmm. like my business. And, and I think it's just when you get into your own, when you own your own business, like you just want to work hard because you have to succeed to like, sorry, let me say that again. When you own your own business, like you're driven to succeed because it's what pays you, yeah. you know? And I, and I, but it's exciting because I'm just like, every time I am emailing with someone or, uh, communicating with someone or talking to someone. I'm like, I'm trying to do represent my company and I know how I represent myself as a person. And I know that I'm doing everything. I feel like I'm doing everything the right way. <laughs> well, and, I, I can just say, and I did not mean to interrupt oh. you. Um, <clears throat> it is very apparent. This is so funny. Cause me and the guys, we talk about this often. Um, you are very active on your social media. Mm. I love it. I love that you post the um, the Spokast little clips. I love it. Like, it's just mm. very interactive. They're each different from each other. Yeah. I am a, a big fan of that. So it bother it can be bothersome when you have a peer or uh, a friend. I mean, use friend loosely, acquaintance. Um, they'll reach out and then they'll go, how's that going? And then, like, me and my buddies are like, well, how does it fucking look like it's going? Right. And then they go, well, it looks like it's going great. Then there you go. Right. Like, why? Like, <laughs> you know, why are you asking me the most, you know, like, you see where I'm at. This is kind of like how I feel about my scheduling. Mm. I hate it when a motherfucker reaches out to me on Sunday or Wednesday night. They're like, hey, man. Yeah, John, what are you doing Sunday night? What are you doing Wednesday night? Bitch, I'm at the skating rink. You know where I'm at. <laughs> I'm at, I post it every week. Like, you don't, there's no way you have missed, especially if we're on social media. Like, I post, I okay, and let me make this clear. You see what I want you to see. You know, right. I have my hard days. Like, people are always quick to give you flowers. Oh, like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you're doing it. Th- Brendan, I think me and you both can attest to this. This journey has not been easy oh no it has not been easy at heart at all no <laughs> it's, it's like you know 85 i don't even argue 90 percent of it's just like i go home i cry in the shower 
mm. because I feel like I'm not rolling the ball as fast as I could. Mm. But I get there. So, you know, sometimes it, it can be bothersome when you let it bother you. But, you know, when people are oblivious to the grind and then when you finally get into a place such as what you're doing here. Yeah. Like I'm I'm in admiration. Well, of thank what you. you. I do. appreciate that. Tell me about the scholarship. Like, it's oh, crazy. yeah. Um, like. Y'all gotta hear what this dude's doing. Like, uh, I so in I have a I have a I have a, I have a good friend Nick Winterstein. I went to high school with him. I played baseball with him in like seventh and eighth grade. He was you know my best one of my best friends. Uh, you know throughout junior high and high school, and he was just the funniest guy in the world. He introduced me to he introduced me to Chris Rock. Uh, well, I mean I knew who Chris Rock was, but he made me watch. Uh, one of his early standups and he was just, he loved comedy and he was just one of the most funniest guys I knew. Uh, and I don't know, like I just, he was some, someone that really, you know, showed me a lot in my early life of like really seizing the day for, uh, and he taught me how to snowboard in a day. Like he was just a really good friend. He was always there for you. He, he came to my wedding and like helped move all my presents from the church to, the venue that we were at, um, which the venue was my backyard, my parents' backyard, uh, <laughs> make it sound more fancy than it was. Uh, and he was just always there for you. Like he was just that friend that was always, always there for What's you. What's his name again? Nick Winterstein. Man, shout out to Nick Winterstein. Uh, he was just, he was a great, great, great guy. And then I think it was like 2004, 2005, um, he got cancer. Um, he got a really... I don't know what type of cancer he got. It was just really invasive. It was, it started in his leg and then like kind of just spread and spread all throughout his body. And then he, he got clear in like 2005, 2006. Um, and around 2005, 2006, like he moved to Portland. Um, he went to Portland to like get treatment and like he lived there for about two years and we just didn't see each other. We didn't, it was, you know, it's 2006. Like there was not like the texting was like just in its infancy. So you weren't like always, if you wanted to communicate with someone, you had to call them. Right. Right. And we just, we kind of lost touch. And then we would always kind of find, find ways to like hang out when he was in town. And, and then in 2007, he just, 2007, 2008, he just got hit hard, really, really hard with cancer. Um, and this time it was, going with spreading this throughout his entire body. And in 2008, in September of 2008, he, he passed away and he was my age. Um, and he had been married. He'd married his wife in 2004. And he just, he was just a guy that just was full of life and was just, I don't know. And I, one of the things I always think about is like, what's really weird is I called his mom, my my mom had my mom had mentioned to me like hey Brennan you should contact Vicky his mom uh, Nick I saw Nick at Safeway the other day in like a wheelchair he's not doing very good and I a young man like I just like I probably just didn't want to deal with having to deal with my friend having cancer and the best way of doing it was just ignoring it mm -hmm. and I regret every bit of that because I never got to really hang out with Nick in his last days. And, but I was, the way I think about it is I just, I, I was young and married and, and I was selfish and I wish I just would have spent more time with him. And, 
And then I, one day I called him, not him, but I called his mom. I remembered his mom, his, his house phone number. Um, and, and I was like, I need to just call and see if I can come see Nick. I'm like driving right by his house. And I called his mom and all I remember is his mom was like, I was like, Hey, Vicky, I've been thinking a lot about Nick. Um, I'm driving by. Is it possible for me to, you know, stop by to see him? And she broke down and she was like, Nick left us just a couple hours ago. And I was, I I went home and I cried and I just, it was, it was just a weird thing to deal with when you're 23 years old dealing with like losing a friend that was with you throughout high school and that you've shared so many experiences with. And, and that's kind of where the, that story ends. I mean, Nick passed away and I went on with my life and that was, you know, I, I, that was pretty much it. Like I never really kept in contact with his family and, um, but he was always someone that I just thought about a lot over the years. Like he was just always there. Like I really credit a lot of my humor and my, how I am. Cause he was so sarcastic and he kind of always, he's always, he always like, he didn't make fun of you, but he would, we would poke, we were for, like, like friends do like you would make fun of each other. Right. And like, but so I just, I learned how to be really sarcastic through him. So if any of the sarcasm that you hear from me, it comes from like being friends with him. And I, I, and I love that about that, that I can, that I know that, that I, that I have some of my personality is from him. And I don't know, something hit me. I was, our 20 year class reunion came up. I graduated in 2002 and I had this idea to do a, a podcast. I was like, I'm going to do a podcast called Mount Spokast. I went to Mount Spokane here in Spokane. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to do a pod. It'd be fun to do like a, a retrospective podcast. I interview some of my uh, classmates, uh, see what they're up to now. And, and I love just making more projects for myself and having more podcasts. <laughs> and, uh, but I was like, I need to do something to really make this worth it. I don't want to do a podcast. Like that's, that's kind of, no one needs another podcast. Like I need to have a reason to have a podcast. And it's like, what is a way that I can really honor our class, have a podcast that is kind of meaningful and then, but do it, you know, for a, for a reason for, and I was like, you know what? I should start a memorial scholarship for Nick because, you know, he was part of our class. He never got to be at, he didn't get to be at his 10th, 10 year class reunion. And, and I just wanted to find a way to honor him because he was such a big part of my life. And I started this scholarship and basically anyone who wants to be on the podcast, I asked them to match $25 to, uh, to the scholarship to be on the show. And then I match it as well. And, but then I also just put it out there for donations. Like, Hey, I want to make a thousand. I would like to have the scholarship be a thousand dollars. And I got a thousand dollars in a day. Uh, and, and that was even without really having anyone sign up for the podcast or anything like that. And then I think we're currently sitting at right around 1500 and, and that, and I'm and Spokast is going to donate 500 to it. So I, that puts us at least $2,000 right now for the scholarship. Wow. But through this of, starting this scholarship, I, you know, I've reached out to Nick's family and told them they were, I don't, they were just so taken by that. I would, they were just taken by it. And, 
And, but then all the classmates that have reached out to me about it, they're like, I love Nick. Nick was like such an amazing person. And it's like everybody, like everybody knew Nick in high school. Like he was always just a guy that was smiling, always had a joke to tell. Uh, and it just made me realize like, it's so important to remember the people that were with you. And, and I just like, I, it, I don't know why I did it. I just did it because I was like, I could have done a thing for anything. I was just like, I felt like I needed to be a, needed to be about our class and it needed to be, it needed to honor a piece of it. And I think it needs to honor a piece that was kind of forgotten because I've actually had people reach out to me too that said, I didn't even know Nick passed away. Cause this is, and I don't, you know, I don't fault them because it was just 2008. This is really almost pre-social media. Like not everyone's posting all about their business back then. And yeah. if you found, if you want to, yeah, you'd have to come across it or someone have to tell you. Yeah, you see it in the paper or something. But yeah, it's been, it's been a, an amazing kind of week of it. I, I've just, I've communicated with so, I've had so many conversations with classmates just telling me, thank you. And, and I think that's, I feel, I always feel weird. Cause like, I don't like getting, <laughs> I don't like getting, I don't do this stuff to like get attention. Attention. I do this right. because I, out of my, the, my, I feel like my, the goodness of, of myself. I don't know. And I, I still think that's a little bit of attention seeking too. I don't know. It's always kind of weird when you do stuff. Cause I, I, I don't, I like, I like helping people and I like, and I really wanted to do something that helped, you know, also a student in at Mount Spokane. And I went and met with the counselor at Mount Spokane a couple, like a month ago. And he was like, I'm so, this is so cool that you're doing this. You and your class, like you were the first alumni to ever start a scholarship at Mount Spokane. And I was like, holy shit shit that's <laughs> that doesn't seem right i mean the we're we were a pretty young school when i started there like i was like the the fourth class that graduated from mount spokane but uh but yeah i, I thought that was i thought that's cool too so it's just it's a, been a very eye-opening experience and it really made me realize like how much people do care and and how much and how giving people are when you just ask them to you know to give yeah you know like I think people are always afraid to ask for um, help and or to ask for donations or ask for. And once you when you put something out there out of the goodness of your own heart, I feel like people recognize that and they Mm -hmm. they they don't want to ask any questions about it. And like and I think it's it's really cool to see how generous my class has been in in the people around it as well. It's been I love it. I just, I feel I'm filled with like love and I, I appreciate every, every, uh, I'm going to edit so much of this. No, uh, I don't I, want you to. I, I uh, well, that's amazing, man. Yeah. I, I was going to say like, you don't know, um, you were like, I don't know how to, what to, what it is about me or like how to call myself. Like there's a word I don't, I don't, it's, it's slipping my mind, but <clears throat> what you do is you bring people together mm. and you give them the push that is the momentum into what they're doing. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do a podcast. Mm. Right. And then you're like, mm. well, you know, I you know, let, me, let me help you out. Yeah. And the next thing you know, that hour passes 
And they feel really good about it because they're expressing something that they've put time into. Mm. This is real to me. Yeah. Those moments in high school were real to you. Mm. And, you know, being 28, you know, still a young gun. I, I think anybody who's going through, I'd say like that age of 25 to 35, it's chaotic. You know, your mind's trying to result to the 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 monotony of like okay well this is just life or it's like no there's more to it and mm-hmm. it's like no it's 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 pretty okay but when you're in your early early 20s it's easy to get lost in like you know i'm being very selfish mm, yeah and I'm, I'm just gonna tell you straight up that story tore my heart apart like hearing that story it's just like I was not ready for that because I was just like, shout out to Nick. And I'm like, oh, he's not with us. Yeah. Um, I think what you're doing is absolutely beautiful. And um, man, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. Like that, that is incredible, Brendan. Yeah. I mean, thank you. I, I will say about all about Nick and about like, about spending time with people. And I just, I'm, and I'm terrible about this still. Like I still, you always think you have enough time to be with someone like, and, or to like even say goodbye or to, and I'm still really bad at those relationships. Like even with my children, like I, I know my children want to spend time with me and cause they, and then I, but I always choose, I, I choose other things sometimes because I, you know, I have to work or I have a event to be at. And then I, there's a lot of things that like, you're not going to be able to get back and, or there's, there's, there's so many things you're not going to be able to get back and to live with regret is, I don't know, something I wouldn't, I would just encourage everyone to, you know, spend time with the people you want to spend time with now. Cause you never know how long you're going to have with them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's actually something I've been, I was going to talk to you about today. I mean, it's actually a really good, segue into like you know breaking breaking the patterns because there's in this last month i've just realized like how how precious my time is and how when there's people that enter your life who think that their time is the most important or that you know like you should focus on what they're doing to like i I'm not, and i'm not telling this the right way but like but i I want to get into that later, but I want to, cause I want to talk about you. <laughs> I don't want to keep on talking about me. Uh, cause I, we need to talk about, we need to talk about the last month. Cause we talked a little bit about my last month. Um, yeah. how's your last month been? It has been extremely busy. Yeah. Like it has been nonstop. And, uh, I honestly have no complaints, man. Um, you know, you talk about just a second ago, you're mentioning like time, and like being careful with who you want to spend time with, yeah. well, not being careful, but like, you know, your time means something to you. Yeah. And I, and I, I agree with that entirely. I think what I've experienced the last month was, um, an increase in, cause like, here's, here's how, here's how my mind works. I set the bar high mm. before I ever get to it. Yeah. Like, let's say, you know, I put, this is the best example a year ago. Um, at Patterson's, damn, almost two years now, a year ago, year and a half ago, something like that. I went to Patterson's for the first time with the intent of I'm going to come here every Sunday and every Wednesday and build this place. Hmm. Because when I first showed up there, it was very, 
It was lackluster, bro. Like, it was... I, I came from Houston. Like, you know, people grooved in Houston. You know, motherfuckers <laughs> came from every crevice of the city to skate. And it was every every type of skater. You got a jam skater, smooth skater, disco skater. You got every kind of skater. It's like a culture there. It, oh, dude. Like, it's it's a thing. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's right off... Well, I went to Derry Ashford, and that's like... You know, right in the muck of what's happening in the city. Like <laughs> right. it's, 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 uh, I ain't gonna yeah. say it the ghetto, but it uh, it uh, it old uh, uh. So I was like, all right, well, let me see what the skating rink's like here. So I go there, <laughs> and <laughs> it's the polar opposite. <laughs> it's a bunch of fucking white people yeah. <laughs> skating. Like you see anybody dancing or like it's the funniest thing I've gone to, I've gone to Patterson. So Patterson's in Spokane is like, has been the hangout for like, that's a, that's the North side. That's where I grew up. So th- Saturday night, uh, Friday night, you'd go to Patterson's and that's where all the high, like junior hires, high schoolers would yeah. be hanging out. And I go there now sometimes with friends, like, cause it's like a nostalgia trip. You're like going there to hang out. Like you're just going there to like experience something when you're a kid. And it's just people just going around in a circle. There's no one like really grooving or anything like that. And if there is anyone grooving, you're like, Oh, what are they doing over there? <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Which is so funny. Cause, um, I'm very simple on my skates, yeah. but yesterday I was going backwards and I clipped my skate on accident. Cause I was like singing the song and I fell. And then like two dudes came up to me and they were just like, dude, you're the God of skating. You never fall. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, all right, my head's big enough. Let's not do this. You know? <laughs> but it's like, I'm not doing anything spectacular, but people think it is because right. it's different. But I came there with the intent of like, okay, I'm going to build Pattisons. Mm. Um, I don't know how the hell I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And so I started showing up every Sunday and every Wednesday. It took about four or five months. Well, no, no, no. It was like maybe yeah, four or five months, and then they hired Freaky Fred. Mm. They got DJ Freaky Fred in there. And once DJ Freaky Fred got in there, mm. me and him started taking our weekly photos that you see every week. Yeah, And every week, twice a week, we're promoting that place. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say that it's because of us that it's popping like it is now. Yeah, But I think a big majority... Freaky Fred's been DJing in this town for 15, 20 years. Yeah. Like he's been doing it a long time and he's one of my closest freaky fred i love you motherfucker (laughs) Um, but we've been promoting the shit out of this place and now at patterson's they like there's a group of folks you know the fuck we are like when we come in like sean and jericho and all the staff these are our regulars like Mm. these are the folks who are here every week snow sleet doesn't matter we're always there yeah and we've built this thing Mm. now all this to say i set a bar on everything i do with this podcast with my ballroom dance with my band with my music with my whatever i set the bar and then i strive to touch that bar every day Mm. and i don't rest until i hit the bar and the moment i feel like i'm within grasp of it i push it higher Mm. because What's the point of living if I'm not adding value to it? That's true, yeah. I want to add value to my life. I want to add value to the people around me's life. Mm. And I want to continue to build that. So that's kind of what I've been on the last month. It's just push, 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 hard, 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 yeah. driving, driving, driving. And in where I get frustrated is with uh, peers and folks around me. You know, we were talking about time and how people think you, like, you owe them time or whatever. Yeah, It's like, no... I don't think you understand. I have a life. And like on top of that, 
what I really get frustrated is when people are always like, well, how, when can we hang out? Come skating. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Come to ballroom. Mm-hmm. Come to Nashville North. Like yeah. I have lunch at Autoscan. I'm in Garland district. I have lunch at one o'clock every Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Chop it up with me at lunch. My buddy Cameron came by on his bicycle yesterday and chopped it up with a, uh, at lunch. There is no like, there's no excuse. But I just want to hang out with you one on one, sweetheart. That's my time to recover from right. all the time that I'm putting into <laughs> what I'm doing. You know, it, it amazes me the people like the the audacity of these motherfuckers that are like. And, and don't get me wrong, like I get it. And this is something that's really crazy, right? Have you ever had somebody look at you or you're hanging out with them and then they go, Brandon, man, fucking, I love your energy, bro. I feel like I need to be around you so you can fucking drain me. <laughs> so you can fucking drain me, bitch. Mm-hmm. I love you. I do. But dog, like when I'm with you, it's desperate decay like it's like dog like you like every time i recommend something you shoot it down and Mm. every time i give you constructive criticism you think i'm hating on you or you it's like Mm. no i did not leave texas and elevate to the point that i've gotten to by sitting on my fucking ass and feeling bad for myself Mm. i'm passionate about this kind of shit and that's where it gets frustrating but then again i gotta remember like not everybody has the same mindset as me or us who want to build so I, I share that frustration with you. Yeah, I mean, I think it. I think what your experience is something I did experience at that age, at your age. Like, I'm not like I'm not like you're like super younger yeah, no, than me or I'm anything. Not, I'm not like, sorry. I'm not trying to like uh, age explain you or anything but like you're that. Outside of that group but, of twenty five to thirty five, uh, yeah. About, like, there's. So, you know. I think there's a time. There, you're getting to the point. You're. I feel like you're getting to the point in your life where you're like, I get to pick and choose who I get to spend my time with, and. And you're being selective with that. Like, and if someone's you think's not worth your time, you're it's just out. You're done. Like, I've done that to many friends. Like, if if you are not, I'm all about reciprocation in relationships. If you're not gonna reciprocate in my relationship, or and I give and give and give, and I get nothing in return, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be. I'm just done with you. And I I don't have many friends like that anymore because. I don't like it when I reach out to people or be like, I want to help you or, and they don't reciprocate that. I had a podcast. I have a podcast that I, I do for somebody's and the other night I'd never talked about money. I was just, they're buddies. And I was just like, I want to make a, I want to help you make a podcast. And like, I just, you know, I money never came into it. We never talked about it. Right. But I, I knew that like, I should have probably said like, Hey, it's going to cost this much for every episode, but we never talked about it. And I was just like, I'm helping my friends start a podcast. And, and then the last podcast was like, Brennan, we never, we never talked about paying you. I'm like, I know. I just, you guys are my friends and I don't really, I, I I didn't really want to talk. I like, I'm that's when it gets awkward is when I, right. When it comes to money, like that's one of the things I'm worst at that. I'm the worst at is like, like, even if you are my friend and I'm helping you make a podcast, like, I, you know, I still have to run a business and right. they recognize that they're like, well, we want to pay you. Like we want to make sure that we're not wasting your time. Like, because I was like trying to switch their nights because I needed to probably put someone in that spot that 
could pay me the podcast. And they're like, well, we, we would like to have this spot and we'd like to, you know, pay you for it. And I was like, I just felt so people, when you show someone respect Mm -hmm. and then, and help them out and then they see that and then they realize like, Oh, like this is Brennan's time. Like, we need to respect that as well. And then they came to me and like, we'd like to pay you to start podcasting. I'm like, thank I was just, that was an amazing moment. <laughs> and I was just like, thank you guys. I, I appreciate you bringing it up. And, and that's what I'm talking about when reciprocation, like mm-hmm. they saw it and, and they recognized it and they, right. and they brought it up and I should have brought it up to you. I should have been more of a, you know, I should have been more stronger, but like, but I, I wasn't and they helped me out. And, and I just, it is true. Like you do have to pick and choose and there Mm -hmm. are people are, are going to be draining and those people are just not worth your time. If anyone's draining you like this, you, sometimes you just gotta let friends go. Yeah. Like even if they're family members, like I have family members that they fucking drain me. (laughs) And like family is a little bit different because family is a little different because they're family. (laughs) But like there comes a point where you're just like, you know what? this isn't worth it. Like yeah, this isn't yeah. worth like the cut, like trying to like make things happen. Like, yeah. and I, if you're a family member and listening to this and you're like, don't think I'm thinking about you if I'm not talking to you, but like there's, I, there are some family members that I'm just like, now we get into family. Man. Oh I'd God. Love to, I'd love to share. I'd love <laughs> I don't want to get too into it. Cause nah, it's, a, but nah, you, you can talk about nah, it yourself. Nah, you, know, you talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> I've talked enough about it. Yeah, we're getting into this. So I had a, I, it was before I moved here. This is mm. the crazy thing. I had two dogs, Sophie oh. and Sadie. I love them to death. The mm. Chewinies, mm. little lap dogs. <laughs> and they, they, they love attention. They love love. And they're the cutest things under the sun. I love them both. And they're doing well. So I had an aunt and I'm so tempted to say her name because like, I love you girl, but fuck you. Um, <laughs> she goes, oh my God. Fuck yeah. I'll watch your dogs. How long are you going to be gone? And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know yet. Maybe like a year, two years. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I can watch them until you find, you know, another place. I move out because you're watching my dogs. It had been two months. She knew that I was going to be gone for at least a year. You know, mm. it had been two months. And then she texts me out of nowhere and she goes, you need to find a new place for these fucking dogs. Like, I just can't even fucking. And I was like, bitch, you just told me, you know. And so I was like, all right, give me a week. I'm going to look at me, text some people and see if I can. Yeah. Because I didn't want to just give them to a shelter. I didn't. I yeah. love those dogs too much. And uh, we end up, they understand what my grand, like just to give you the end result, they're with my grandmother on my mother's side. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're safe. They're with families and they're taken care of. But there came a point where I was smoking a blunt in the living room and somebody, I think she had texted me and she was like, well, I'm giving these dogs away. You need to write me a bio and a description talking about them. Cause I'm just going to give them away. Like she had texted mm-hmm. me this and I was furious, but I'm looking at photos with them. And I'm in the living room smoking with my friends and I have to leave to my room so I can cry. Mm. And I'm crying and I'm crying and I'm like, right. And I'm looking at photos of my dog. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. I'm looking at photos of my dogs and I'm writing about them because I remember like Sophie I held when she was just like two weeks old. Mm. And so I'm like writing about them. 
And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be in Texas in December. Hold on. Hold on to him. So then a bunch of shit happened. I caught COVID and all this bullshit. And I was asymptomatic. And it was just, it was this weird thing when I was in Texas. Mm. And so I wasn't able to see her. Mm. And so she's just like bitching me out. And then I finally, just because I'm a very gracious person, like I'm not going to bitch you out. I bitched her out. I was like, Charla, quit being a bitch. And quit, damn, I just said her name. <laughs> Charlotte, quit being a bitch. And quit acting this way and yada, yada. And let me tell you something. This woman's grown and she's been through some shit. She started laying it out on my ass. And I was just kind of like, I know where she comes from. Mm. But I was just kind of like, I was out of line. Because I, I'm trying to be the bigger person. Mm. I'm trying to be the bigger person. But since this day, Brendan... There is no communication like there is literally none. And Hmm. I played the bigger. All this to say is there are people in your life, family, friends, people. Make this clear. Charlotte, you foul, but I love you. It's like one of them things (laughs) where it's like these people, they will test you and they will send you down a certain. But you've got to recognize, is this healthy for me? Yeah. Is this healthy for me? It's a good it's a good way to look at it. I was going to ask, like, we talk about all this, like, you know, people using us or people, yeah, using us, I guess, is a, the best way to say it. And, like, we t- you know, when we talked to Carlos, it's like, you recognize, you recognize the pattern. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do to break it? Yeah. And... And that, the, and that was what happened. And that was what I was getting at earlier about this whole, like, people, you know, walking over me is my way of breaking this pattern is just approach it. You need to confront them. Mm-hmm. Like if someone's, you think if someone's using you or taking advantage of you, you got to just lay it out there and like, let them know like how you, like where you're at. Because if you keep on letting people walk over you, it's going to keep on happening. Yeah. And like you, and if, and even if it's a, it, like for me, it's clients, like it's a, it's, podcasts it's people who i've been working with and and i and i haven't been strong enough to approach them and tell them that i need to that we need to figure out a way for them to either get to the next step or we need to figure out maybe this isn't the best place for you to podcast right and and i need to be stronger about telling people that right it's a difficult conversation it's a very difficult conversation but when it comes to business like it's just I have to figure out a way because I can't keep on letting people use my time and mm-hmm. and have that time go wasted. Right. And I, and I have another. I mean, it's, they're not even a client, but they they break meetings with me every time I set one with them. Mm. And and it's like it's a good. It would be a good project to have. It would make a lot of uh, money for Spocast, but I also don't want to deal with people canceling on me. Like. And I've heard about, and I've talked to other people about this person and they, they say like, yeah, they, they cancel a lot. They, they create too many projects for themselves and then they, and then they never follow through. And, and I'm just like, and I see all the warning signs, but I'm that the still the money signs still make me want to like go for it still. Right. And I just got to be like, you know what? You're going to need to find someone else to help you do your podcast. It's a difficult conversation to have, but it's one that's necessary. Clients. Friends, family, 
they're all and I like I mean you're gonna look at me yeah I could be crucified for this but it's like they're all on the same level field because they are all taking from the stock of you yeah they're all taking from the stock of you sometimes I wonder with people they'll like oh, I don't know I just don't know about this and I'm like then why are you doing it yeah you know and then I'm just you know like this is you like you know this is your life right like yeah. you're in control of this mm-hmm. and is this <laughs> you could have the best resources and still go off the edge and waste somebody's time and not be the, you know, like, cause I, I catch myself doing that sometimes. Like I mm. feel like if I'm like, I'll put it to you this way. There is nobody better at seeing themselves out than me. Mm. Yeah. I'm good at reading people. Like I'm good at that shit. Like I'll be there and I'm like, yeah, yeah we've hung out for 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I can just tell in Texas, this is a very common thing. You be smoking a blunt. She, okay, you know, somebody, yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all spitting it up. And then, you know, they hit you with this line right here. So what you finna do? The moment you hear that line, you get the fuck out of their house. You leave. That's just, like, that's just a common courtesy. What does that mean? I, leave. Like, oh. in a most respectful way. Oh, okay. I put it to you this way. Let's say we smoke it. And the blunt's already almost up. And then you hand it to him, right? And then I'm handing you the blunt. Grab it, grab that, grab mm-hmm. that, grab it. And, like, and then I hit you with the, so what you finna get into? With the moment I you hear that, shit, I'm about to just hit the crib, probably do some laundry and probably get out. But I appreciate the smoke, man. I'm going to holler at you. Gotcha. It means, like, let's, time to, time to get out of the, time to break up. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I gotcha. Like, like, like in Texas, Again, I'm from the hood, so yeah. you know, like reading people, you know, like because it's it's very obvious, especially like if they ain't looking at you, like for a little mm-hmm. while, like you just kicking it, and they just kind of, and then like because they're really nice, they don't want to say, "Hey man, get the fuck out of my house." Like they're just gonna, <laughs> like you'll be like, ah, "I love this show," and then they just kind of like, "Yeah, it's pretty dope." Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that's funny. You know, like yeah. they because they love you. They they do, but they don't know how to just say like, "Hey man, I got some stuff I got to do." Me, I am like <laughs> I, I'll be hanging out with somebody, and then the moment I feel like because I can feel it instantly yeah. that shifts, and I'm like, "All right, man, well I'm gonna holler at y'all later." And then there'll be one person who's like, "No, man, you can stay a little longer." But I'm reading the other person. I'm like, nah, "No, I'm getting the fuck out of here." And Back to like sobriety too. I'm so good at reading it more now. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Dude, anywhere I go, I'm just kind of like, I'll be here for a second and then I could just tell. I'm like, it's a fucking superpower amongst like people that are higher drunk. If you're a sober person with a bunch of drunk people, you don't realize how you do not realize like being like you just, I may, it's one of the, when I was doing it, when I was doing it, when I was sober mm-hmm. or, uh, and, hanging out with other people that are drunk you just realize wow they are so much different than than i realized like and it was just like and it's a but it's a superpower because it's just like man like this makes me never really want to be drunk around people again yeah like i like i'm very like I drink, I have been drinking again, like, and I drink with, at home with my wife, right. like a couple social cocktails. But when I go out, I'll have maybe a drink, maybe not a drink. Cause like you lose so much like control when you're out in public drinking. And mm-hmm. I can't name how many times I've probably made an ass of my, and I don't, I don't make an ass of Same. myself. Like Same. I don't make an ass of myself. Like I'm doing stupid shit or saying stupid stuff. I just like feel dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I might have like a couple dumb conversations and I might text a couple 
stupid things to people. Nothing yeah. like it's gonna get me fired or fired. Get in trouble. Uh, nothing get me in trouble. But like, yeah, you run your own show. You yeah. just get that weird look. Like, Brent, are you okay? Yeah, and and so, but like, yeah, when you're, but like, I will say, like, being 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 sober and like hanging out with other people that aren't, like, you just like. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You just learn a lot about people too. <laughs> oh man, you definitely do. Like, here's here's a good. I'm gonna take y'all through the last time I blacked out drunk, and mm-hmm. this was a terrible story. Matter of fact, hold on. Just for this, I'm gonna show you. I know that they're not gonna be able to see this. But <laughs> I'm gonna show you how my car looked after the fact. I had to replace the side mirror. I had to replace everything on that bitch. See, look. So look at the hood of my car, uh-huh. and look at the side mirror. Like it's gray. Yeah. So I got off work one day. We decided we were going to call it early. Okay. We stopped at Specs. Mm. Buy a couple bottles. We in Houston, Texas. Oh, you're in, te- you're in, you're in Houston. I was in, okay. I was in Texas. And I'm telling mate, I was out there in the age time. <laughs> and so I'm in Texas and we're, you know, we decide like, hey, um, well, let's get some bottles and turn up. I did mm. not eat breakfast. I did not eat lunch. <laughs> God. But we're out here drinking. Are you smoking too? No. Oh yeah, yeah. We were smoking. Yeah, we were You're getting smoking. Cr- getting crossfaded. Yeah, you already know, baby. <laughs> if you ain't getting faded, she. So basically, we start drinking. And so uh, my favorite liquor is uh, Crown Apple. That is mm. my favorite. I can sip it straight from the bottle. Like it tastes like Jolly Ranchers to me. I could just. <laughs> same thing with a uh, peach crown. So we, I buy a bottle of Crown Apple. Byron buys a bottle of Crown Apple. Uh, Marvin buys a bottle of Jameson. So we crack open the Jameson first. Now, Jameson is foul. You know this. Stop <laughs> playing. You know Jameson's foul, dog. It's not worth the price tag either. <laughs> no, it's not. But it'll fucking send you. So he buys he buys a bottle of Jame, and we're chilling in the car. And so we take a couple shots, and then we go into Guitar Center because I want to play for them, right? Oh, so we in, we in Guitar Center, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm empty stomach, and I'm off three shots already. So, you know, whatever, I'm playing, you know, yada, yada. So we were like, hey, man, let's go back to the car, take a couple more shots. I'm like, gang, gang. So we go back to the car, and we take a couple more shots. And then right next door to Guitar Center was Main Event. Main Event is where you go to bowl, play laser tag, play Ooh. pool and stuff. Oh, wow, that's a lot. Dude, dude Main Event's the shit. So we That's go to, amazing. We go to Main Event, I'm turned up. There's this cute girl at the counter, and again, I have that liquid courage in me, so I'm acting a fool. I'm like, hey, mama, how you doing? She, girl, you know what I'm talking about? You know, we out here selling these systems. I got money in the bank. We can go ahead and hit the spot. And then my homies are like, dude, we all rode together. What are you talking about? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, shit. So they, like, grab me, and we go to a bowling alley. So we're bowling. And mind you, this is in, like, flashes. Like, I'm remembering all this in flashes. Yeah. Then uh, a plate of nachos come to our table. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I need to eat. I haven't ate all day. So I'm eating these nachos as much as I can. Like, I'm eating as much as I can. We get back to the car. Well, we decide, hey, let's go take some more shots. You know what I'm saying? So we turn it up. I'm probably 10, 15 shots deep at this point. God. I'm drunk. I'm not driving. My manager, Mar- Marvin, is allegedly. And, um, you know... He's, he, he, mind you, my man's, he's, he's, he drinks. So he knows he's been down this road. Right. He, and I like, I hate saying this and I do not agree with any of this. People are always like, I'm a good drunk driver. Nobody's a good drunk driver. No one is. No, no one's a good drunk driver. Okay. Let's get that out. Let's get yeah. that out on the way. So my homie, you know, we get back to the car. We're, cause we're going to go take some more shots. We look, bro, we, 
because it comes in brown bags. Mm. So he's like, let's see how much of this Jameson we went through. There was that much Jameson. Oh, left my gosh. Between three people. Makes me makes me my stomach hurt. Dude, we were turned up. Yeah. So I was already drunk, drunk, drunk. He's rolling a blunt, whatever. And I'm like, fuck it, let's go ahead, open a crown apple, cuz. So I bust open a crown apple, and I start sipping a crown apple. They start sipping a crown. We get about halfway back to our office. I black out. Okay. Uh, and, that, and you drove. I drove. I, I fucking drove. I called. <laughs> this story is just insane. I'm sharing a very crazy story with you. So I get back to my office. This was 2019. I'm blackout drunk in this video. If I didn't listen, how I'm talking. Click tap, tap the next. Just tap. Bro, this is that night. Oh my god, (laughs) this was that night. And where I'm outside, I'm outside of a strip club. I don't remember going. Oh my gosh. I'm texting people like, meet me at the strip club. Yeah, I'm looking through my text history. Yeah. And nobody, like, I get a call from my from my friend. I'm just going to keep this very broad. And she's like, you should come home. And so, like, apparently I'm saying a bunch of shit on the phone that's, like, very romantic to a friend. <laughs> I end up driving home. I ruin the front of my car. I tore the side mirror off. By the grace of God, I took the tollways. This is no excuse. But I took the tollway, so I made it home safe. I end up sleeping with somebody. And I end up calling, like, a bunch of, like, my exes. I do, Dude, I went down this road. Yeah. I'm not proud of this day at all. Yeah. But this goes to show you, when you're drunk... You act a fool of yourself, especially at that point. There have been some stories I've heard of like people breaking into stores and yeah. I've heard some crazy fucking stories, but alcohol, it, it sends you down this, this thing and I've got nothing against alcohol. I love drinking, but I mean, I've only blacked out drunk twice in my life. That was the second time. And it was that time I realized really quickly. I have a good friend of mine. Her name's Katie. And I had texted her while that night because Katie's one of the few women that like I genuinely like I don't know what it is about her I think it's because I I was really young and she was like this first she was an artist like she sang and me and her sang duets a lot and we mm. do this and I just remember this is the first time she told me like she was like John I don't care that you were calling me babe I don't care that you were calling me these things what I care about is the fact that you put your life and a lot of people around you's lives in danger mm. because you're fucking selfish yeah and mm. I just, I thought about it long and hard because this isn't the first time I've done this and Katie was involved. I have a song called Boys in Blue about me getting pulled over and she was sober and they let me off on a warning. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. Like, it's it's insane to me. So those are the two times I was out of line mm. completely. Yeah. There have been worse stories, but there haven't, you know, there, like, I've just, I've been down that road. Yeah. And I've learned a lot as a kid. And by the grace of God, I, I, I should be, I should have a DUI. I should have these things. Yeah. But by the grace of God, I don't let myself get to that point. Yeah. I mean, that's, you're very, I would say, I should say 
yeah, lucky that it, you haven't. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm in the same boat. Like I, it's, uh, I mean, I made a lot of bad choices when I was younger and because it was, I don't know. I don't know why people make those choices. Like it was just, it's just, it's because it's because alcohol makes like, like you make bad choices when you're drunk. Like it's just, you do. that's just what happens. And, you do. and you think you're a superhuman and you can just go and get in your car and you're not going to go that far. You're only going like a couple miles. Like it's and you know, the roads that get you there easy. Mm-hmm. Like it's just never, it's, it's not smart. And like, I think, yeah, when you look back on when you, when you spend time being sober and you, then you look back on those times like that, like you just realize those forever. Yeah. Like those memories will always be there. Yeah. You want to know something, you know what made me never want to get drunk, drunk again? What's that? The first podcast we ever did at speak. That's funny. You want to know why? Why is that? That was the night I found out that my father wasn't my biological father. Oh, wow. I got, we were celebrating. Yeah. Bottle of Jame, bunch of blunts. Yeah. Went back to the shop, drank more, had a great time. I get home. I go to bed. I get a call at three in the morning from my brother and he's crying. Uh, And I'm like, what's going on? Because I'm afraid of the worst. Yeah. That's, that's, that's those type of, I don't get those calls much, but, uh. That that would be a bad. I mean, I don't like getting calls at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then so. you're you're drunk too. Yeah, like you're fucked up, and you're trying to figure out what's wrong with your brother. And then he, you know, because my brother doesn't. He tells me everything. This is why, Michael. I love you. I love you so much. He never keeps anything from me. So mm. he told me about all that. And you know that was like early November, I think it was. Mm. And I'm dealing with all this information about myself and my life, and I'm out of Texas, and I'm in Washington, and there's snow around me, and it's cold, and I don't know how to fucking contain it. And I have a panic attack on Thanksgiving mm. because I start to f- disassociate from everything I've ever known. Yeah, huh? Yeah, I remember that. I, I remember that night pretty well. Like uh, I was drunk. that was the first night I met you. You were like. Hug, you were giving, you were hugging me. Yeah, I yeah. took a, I have, I have a, I, I'm not going to find it on my phone. Right now I, but please send it to me. I will send it can. to you. Yeah. It, uh, it's you uh, saying what you're thankful for. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. And, <laughs> and so funny. I like, I even shared it with my wife that night and I, I posted it on like whatever social media, but uh, it's like what drew me to you actually. Oh, really? <laughs> That's oh, funny. Okay. Uh, in that time that you mean you're probably at your lowest, like, or getting the next day, like, that's it's weird how life works it is sometimes like when it is because that was a that was a big day in my life too because like i was helping uh zach and them start their podcast at speak and like we were we were doing it and i was like hanging out with the cool kids <laughs> <laughs> but what's crazy I, I mean i'm pretty sure you think this i mean this is out because brennan let me tell you something bro you know you like hanging out with the cool you're a cool motherfucker, dog. Oh, I know that. Like, I know, <laughs> like, I fucking, Brendan, I love your ass. Like, I love your ass. Like, anytime somebody asks about podcasts, anything, I'm always like, this is the guy you want to talk to. Yeah. This is the man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. uh, I think we've, I mean, we've been, we're close. Are we close to we're an close, hour? We're close to an hour. I mean, I don't want to, is there any, like, well, anything else, like, you want to get oh yeah, yeah, was there yeah. i feel like there's something else you wanted to talk about there is something i wanted to talk about um and this is just all on me and i don't want like this is big i, I really want to make this out clear i don't want you to feel a way about it at all um 
since everybody that has joined me on the sobriety year thing has kind of fallen off the wagon, um, I've noticed like with just the people I know, mm. there's a, like a lack of accountability overall. Mm. Yeah. For instance, I've got a buddy, love him to death. Love him. We got a couple of buddies, love him to death. And they were like, man, I can do that. Yeah. And again, they all felt, but the thing was, is before they did, we were always on top of everything. We're getting things done, 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 done. But then they're backing out of stuff more. Mm. Like the norms that what we normally have, like showing up to certain events and yada, they're not doing it like they used to. Yeah. And that's not to say that they're wrong Mm -hmm. because, you know, everybody has their moments. Mm -hmm. But I've just noticed leniency on some certain things. Yeah. And so like in my head, I'm like, I'm not going to blame it on weed or alcohol. Everybody has lives. They have wives. They've got kids. They've got. Yeah. But it's just like I've noticed that sometimes. Yes. Moderation. But at the same time, I hope that when they're smoking weed or when they're drinking alcohol, Mm. they're not getting in their head about everything. Like, because that's my fear. It's Mm. like, I've noticed this. I'm going to just tell you straight up, man. Just to just to kind of say this. My dance instructor says something fucking amazing to me. Mm. He goes, because I was telling him how I wasn't drinking or smoking for the year. And he goes, yeah, I don't think I've drank in 13, 14 years. Something like that. And I was like, oh, really? I didn't know that. Why? And then he goes, because it's not like I was crazy when I drank, but I know myself. Mm. And when I decided that I was going to get married to my beautiful wife, I knew that she was worth more than what it would cost for me to get a drink. Mm. And I was like, a damn. Like, wow. Mm. You know, like, okay, Mm -hmm. that's crazy because... Kind of like when you have a kid. Yeah. You you know, you're chasing your dreams. Like, for, I'm going to tell you straight up. I'm chasing my dreams. And I'm a musician. And I'm a podcaster. And I'm a, you know, ballroom dancer. The moment I have a kid, Brennan, all that shit goes away. Mm. My kid's my first priority. Like, but that's, I don't have a kid, so I don't know. You're right. But it's one of those things where I would like to think that's that's the case. And so, like, I'm looking at everything and I'm just kind of like, you know what, John? Keep pushing, doing what you're doing. Remember to have grace for yourself. Yeah. Because here's what's happening is I get wrapped up in myself and that's fucking selfish. Like you stop thinking that everybody's like you, stupid ass. Like I tell myself that not everybody is like me. Yeah. And the beauty is, is there nothing like me? And like, I'm just like, I've just like with, with weed and alcohol, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm. I miss it. You know how many times I lay down in my bed because I keep all my weed behind me in my, my bed and I get a whiff of it? I'm like, I want to smoke so bad. <laughs> but I don't. I just I just remember like, hey, have some grace. Be patient. And on New Year's, you're going to turn the fuck up because <laughs> you're going to turn up. Because I almost caved. I saw Alan Stone a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. You yeah. went to the Lucky You mm-hmm. event, like the pop-up, where yeah. I guess it was it was last minute thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I like, yeah. And I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a drink today. Yeah. And then my buddy looked at me and he goes, but you're doing so good, dude. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I won't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm proud of you that you, that you've, I, I think I believe you can do it. I know you can do it. Uh, and I, I think it's important for you to keep on 
doing it. I, and that's one of the reasons why I probably have been less vocal about drinking because I, I mean, I try not to, I, I mean, I try not to make it, I think I was making it such a lifestyle. Like it was, it was such a part of me. Like it was, I would, I mean, if you were to look in my refrigerator at the old studio, like you would have saw it filled up with a ton of beer, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe, maybe some top, I mean, maybe some other options. Now right. it's filled up with maybe a couple alcohol options and a bunch of non-alcoholic stuff. And so like, and I don't like featuring it and stuff I do. I used to like take pictures of my drinking a martini or, you know, of like, what am I drinking today? Or like, yeah. and like, and it's not, it's not cool. You know, like yeah. it's not cool to be always drinking. I have a friend who was doing a thing during COVID and he was every day during COVID, they were making a new cocktail right, and they right. posted on, they posted on social media and, and he, he he would admit that that was not cool. And now he's, he stopped drinking and, and it's, we create this lifestyle around how cool drinking is and smoking and smoking and smoking. smoking. Like, yeah, smoking's like a culture. Like at least it's beginning to be like this thing. It's crazy. It is cool. I mean, it is how, it is weird how normal, how much people normalize it because like, I get it that it's, it is a culture and it's like a lifestyle, but it's also like, it's not that cool to be watching someone smoke a bowl in their car. Mm-hmm. Like who cares? You, you shouldn't be doing that anyway. Yeah, who cares? Like, and, I also think about it this way. Do you film yourself cooking dinner every day? No, You're no, right. you don't. But if for some reason you got to let people know you turned it up. Right. Like all the time. Like, and I was one of these people, like I was always hitting the blunt and I was always talking to people. And I'll actually post a couple of those videos today just to kind of give you an idea of what kind of guy I was. And there's nothing wrong. Like, again, I, I can't help but make like, it kind of sounds like we're bashing. We're not bashing. We're not bashing no. It's just a recognize, a recognition of subconsciously. Why are you doing it? Yeah. Like, why do you feel like you have to post this? Like it, you are, if it's medic, if it's medicinal, do it for you. Yeah. Do it for you and yours. But like, you know, kind of kind of thing. I get that some people have a, a lifestyle or an image that they're trying to uphold that is true. with it. And and I, you know, maybe they're making money from it. And mm-hmm. it's something that I get that. Like if you're trying to like, that's that's your that's who you are. That's your image. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you're I, making money from it. Or, yeah, like, yeah. or if you're making money from like it. Like if yeah. you're really making money, then, you know, who am I? Yeah. But I also know that there are a lot of people who are drinking and smoking who don't make a fucking dime and go into debt every fucking week. Mm. And it's not even just weed and alcohol. It's cigarettes. And it's, you know, whatever vice they have. And then I'm seeing them in the same loop. And they're always like, I just feel outside of myself and I just don't know what's going on. And I'm like, well, have you ever thought about, like, just cleaning a couple things up? Yeah. The one, you know, I, we never talked about this, um, about money and about, you know, drinking and smoking and like how much, uh, that's affected you. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't make a lot of money. You don't have a ton Fuck of money. No. Like, and you, but you were smoking, drinking, like what's that been like on financially for you? Financially, It's amazing. Yeah. Because I get to eat out now. Yeah. Because before just some te- quick math. So I used to buy an eighth every three days. Ooh. So they're about 40 and eighth. So 40. So it's like twice a week times four times 12. I was spending $3,800 a, a year on weed. Probably more than that too. Probably, yeah, probably, yeah. Probably much more for pre-rolls. Yeah. Hash, all that. So let's just add another thousand because yeah. I know. So I was spending close upwards to about 48, 
hundred a, a year yeah. on pot and weed. Yeah. Like just wheat. That doesn't even include alcohol. The, yeah. So let's take alcohol into it. So you're, you know, you're, that drinks what? Eight bucks typically. If yeah. you're doing a mixed drink, you know, eight, eight bucks, you get the liquor, you get the juice, all that stuff. You have three or four of those. That's 20 bucks. 20, 60, <laughs> that's 60, 6, 12, 18, 24, 24. That's 240 bucks a month. So 240. It's like oh, that's, almost $3,000. almost $3,000. So on top of that, I'm spending eight, close to eight grand a year. Yeah, which is probably close to, yeah, which is a high percentage of probably what you make a year. And <laughs> like, you're not doing anything. Yeah. Like you're, you're just running still. But what's funny is, <laughs> since being sober, I put that money into like food. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm eating bougier than I ever have. Mm. And when I say bougie, I mean Chipotle, cause <laughs> I Chipotle like three, four times a week, cause still waiting for that sponsor one of these days. If they need me to clean up my vernacular and stop cussing, I can do that. <laughs> if that means I can have Chipotle whenever I want. But isn't that nice though? Like that, like, you mean you get, you've, you might be spending a little bit more on going out, but like at least you're like, it, I feel like it's I'm, I'm so much more enjoyable. I'm present. Like yeah. I like I've saved so much money in how much I've used to spend on going out and drinking or uh and or like I mean there was a time during the last like two years where every time I went to the grocery store I would buy uh a bottle. A, a half gallon of vodka. Wow. Like and that we were going through a half gallon of vodka, probably like how you go through a like a like, quarter a week. Yeah. yeah. So I was probably spending, in, but you know, we were probably spending more like, and then on the weekends you're probably drinking. We probably drink sometimes upwards of three half gallons a, a week in our, wow. of, of alcohol. And like, that's between me and my wife and like, right. And now I go to the, the store. I never buy, I mean, rarely ever buy any type of any alcohol. Like it's, you were saving a ton of money and it's, and you feel it and it, you can, and now I feel like I, oh, I can go have a nice lunch or I can have a, you know, a coffee, a coffee or, yeah. or have, like in the calorie, like I'm a, a lot of it was health for me. Mm-hmm. And so like I was actually replacing a lot of my, my drinks with like going to Dutch brothers and getting like a, <laughs> a, a blended rebel, like Ooh, those are uh they're sinful they're very they're they're, they're, they're terrible for they're worse than a beer but uh they, they taste so good and they're but, so caffeinated yeah. yes I uh, can go up juice but i think people think forget about that too is like how much money you can save like yeah. and put it into you know other you know more better hobbies or into or save it or you know like there's a there's that too so mm-hmm. stay consistent like just stay just stay consistent yeah. and and don't you know like ultimately what i'm getting at is i know that sometimes when you're drinking or you're smoking you can get in your head and you get clouded mm-hmm. just don't, try not to get in your head so much and just remember that like this is a slow game like go mm-hmm. take a nap in the park yeah it's the perfect time to like literally get you a pillow Go to the park at lunch and go take a nap and then wake up and look at the shit around you and be like, wow, what a life. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Well, I think we are, we are about at an hour. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's wrap it up. How we usually wrap it up. Uh, what are the three things you're thankful for, John? <sighs> I'm grateful for this podcast. Mm. I think it's incredible. Breaking patterns is a very important thing, uh, not just um, to us, but to 
constantly be the reminder to the folks that know us that like, Hey man, I know that you're comfortable and you're doing what you're doing and you're doing the thing, but also don't be afraid to look inward sometimes and realize that, damn, I do have a problem with this thing or I have a weird relationship. I don't have a problem. Oh, that's so great. I said that it's not that I have a problem. I just have a weird relationship. Yeah. It's a weird relationship I have with this thing for sure. So let me kind of identify it. So I'm grateful for this podcast. We're constantly pushing out um, a narrative that's kind of, not cool to people. They're like, man, come on, bro. Quit being a bitch, man. Just load up that dab and fucking. Like, <laughs> nah, dog. Like, I've actually got to file my taxes. And then I guarantee you probably somebody's butthole pucker. Damn, I got to do my taxes. You Fuck. Know, like, I didn't even think about that. But <laughs> I need to text my wife. <laughs> so Te- like, text the accountant. <laughs> just, hey, hey. You know. Um, <laughs> two, I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for you, Brennan. I think this, like, just what you're doing here, this scholarship that you've done, raising the money in a day, that's amazing. Like, that's amazing. I, I really hope that you see that. Like, I, and I'm sure you do, but it's just, you're the first alumni to do it. Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, that's crazy. Um, Thank you. And three, I'm grateful for my friend Karis. Mm. Uh, she has been... She's been a blessing in my life. Mm. I love that girl. She's incredible. So it's your ballroom. No, 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 that's Melinda. Oh, that's it's Melinda. Melinda. Okay, she's sorry. she's great too. But like Karis, I talk to her every day. Oh, like okay. she, she's in Texas. Oh, and she's um, she's she's just incredible. Like I I I have so many conversations with her, and I go into places that I've never gone with people like mm. ever. Like because you know you know. I just, I find it interesting that, you know, I moved to Spokane and I'm not thinking what I'm going to get, but little did I know I was going to get a best friend like her, like mm. somebody who's just, I share literally everything with. It's, it's crazy. She's incredible and uh, I'm grateful for her. What about you? Well, I got to say, I'm, I'm super grateful for you, dude. You did something amazing for me. You, you mean not only just being on this podcast, but I mean, you just, being a spokesperson for Spokast, you recommended your friend Bobby, um, Bobby J, with City Chapters, to reach out to me about helping him with this podcast. What he's doing with City Chapters is so freaking cool. This podcast that he's doing is dialed into a different part of Spokane that I've, I'm not a part of. Mm-hmm. And I just can't wait to hear all these stories and their thoughts on the city and how it can be better. I just like, I can't believe like I've, you helped me make this connection and I, I'm super super, super grateful that you, I'm thankful for Bobby as well. Like he's, he's just an amazing dude. He's just on a different level. Right. Like in the way he want, he approaches projects is just like, he's, he's driven. I've never like you and Bobby, like you guys are driven people. Like, and, and I feel like I'm a pretty driven person as well. And mm-hmm. I think when you get driven people together, you can accomplish some amazing shit. Oh yeah, man. Like, like <laughs> I'm grateful for him. And, and just know this, everybody, that is serious about the work, you know, in a podcast, I send your way. Like I'm, I'm going to send them your way. Oh, thank like, you. I, I, I like being a spokesman, uh, for this podcast, being a part of a podcast. It's very personal to both of us. Mm-hmm. I'm honored, man. Yeah. Like, I'm honored. Thank you. It, this is what I'm talking about. When you make a relationship with people and you don't expect anything from it, but like when you put good into the world, you're going to get good back. All I right. saw someone was saying like, when you put negative shit out there, you're just going to get negative shit back. And it's true. Like if you're going to be, if you're going to walk around this world being negative about everything and that everyone has it better than you, like look at yourself and think about 
what can I be doing to make my life better? And trust me, once you start doing that, you're going to get really, really, really good shit back. Oh, amen. Um, Three. Oh, man. Yeah. You, Bobby, uh, I'm super grateful for my alumni at Mount Spokane. Um, they really came up and like, and really have pushed that thing. And I, I'm just super, I just can't, it, I've already said how much I can't say about it. It's just, I'm so grateful for my class. The funny thing is, I know it's, I know it's, you know, you, you would find it shocking. I was not very popular in high school. <laughs> uh, I didn't have many, uh, I, I had the same group of friends, uh, me, Nick, uh, and a bunch of my other buddies. We all hung out in one part of the school. Um, and, uh, we, I, people knew who I was and I was kind of a, a nerd, a dork, or I was a kind of a, a Jesus freak in high school. A cute uh, nerd. A cute dork. <laughs> uh, and, but I, I think, I mean, people knew who I was, but I, I was just like, it wasn't like I was doing amazing things in high school either. Right. Uh, but I think it's really cool that I'm able to really connect with my class. And I think 10 year classroom is always kind of weird because it's like 10 years, not much is not that much has changed from high school, right. but like 20 years is like people have changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to go to my reunion and connect with people again. And uh, I, th- I'm, I think I'm going to make some, you know, cool, like old new relationships with people too. So yeah. I'm excited so for that. Connections. Yeah. So like, I always tell people this, like, you know, high school. Yeah. Whatever. 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. But you really get to see who were the cool cats when you almost 40. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. You really get to see who was with it. You know what yeah. I mean? So no, I, I, I think that, I think that's true. And, uh, but I, and I appreciate everyone that's listening to this podcast. We, I know John, I, I've been, people have told me about th- that they've listened to the show and how much it's helped them. Right, uh, same. Multiple people have told me they've stopped drinking from listening to the podcast. Um, and I know people have told you that. Yeah. And just, you know, it's, uh, we always say it's, you know, be, have grace mm-hmm. for yourself. Amen. You know, and if you mess up, there's always tomorrow. And, if you need anything from us, like if you need any support, somebody like, to talk to, like message us, like I'm always available. It might take me a couple, maybe a, you know, 12 hours to get back to you. Yeah. He's running a, he's running <laughs> a studio, damn it. But I always try to get it through my messages and reach out to people. Um, and I got to say like, please, please, please. If you need any help, reach out to us. Yeah. Email us at hello at spokast.com. Your socials? Uh, yeah. Uh, so my Instagram, John MF Ward official, uh, Twitter, John MF Ward, um, Snapchat, John MF Ward, add me. And also I'm very involved in the community. There's kind of nothing I'm not doing. Um, I'm always outside. I'm always finding a way to go on a walk in Kindle yards, mm. take a nap at, uh, the parks, do stuff like that. I ballroom Thursday, Friday, Saturday, skate Sunday, Wednesday. Um, you know, if you want to have dinner, let me know, like talk to me because, mm. um, I'm all about the community and, you know, if you want to have and feel involved, come out. You, there's you, there's no way you won't know what I'm doing. I always post about it because I'm here to show the world and the community that, there's more than your cell phone. Mm, I love that. Well, you can find me at, at spokast.co. That's pretty much the only place I am at. But uh, until next time, next time we will have experts on the show to talk about some, how to better ourselves. So, and I think we're going to bring Carlos back in a, like in a month. Okay. Um, I love Carlos. Carlos was a, that was an amazing conversation. That was an amazing episode. Uh, so 
Go check that one out too. Until next time, peace. Peace. Yeah, that was great. That was great.